Hello, Steelers Nation Radio, and welcome to another edition of the Steelers Blitz here on SNR. On today's episode of the Blitz, Arthur Motes and I have plenty to yap about. We'll hear from Cam Sutton and discuss some recent comments that he made as well. The NFL seems poised to approve a 17-game regular season schedule. We've got some new signees, and we've got some familiar names who are returning, and that's where we start today. Tyson Alualu, we thought he was going to be gone to Jacksonville. He is back in the black and gold. Let's get it going. Hewler and Motes are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. What's up, what's up, and what is going on? It is Euler and Motes slash that Motes and Euler on SNR every Tuesday and Thursday from noon to 2 p.m. So you already know what that means, baby. We are about to have a blast, and we have plenty, 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 plenty to talk about since y'all last heard us over the airways. So if you are ready, make sure you sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. But more importantly, as everybody already knows, this is a very interactive show. Let me repeat, a very interactive active show meaning we want to hear from you as well power grid megawatts we want to hear your thoughts and opinions on the things that we are discussing so the best way to do that is to hit us up on the twitter.com and that's at the body 52 the body and at wesley euler the good hair and my good hair counterpart and my good hair colleague my good hair good hair day today I just, it is it's a beautiful hair i mean i know this is radio this is a audio medium well but hey, i was gonna say know. with the way the sun is is beaming and like the the wind it like just broke blew through like a couple of the blades of of perfect it, hair. It, it like, looks really nice good today, man. Hydrated with that sunshine. Yes. And yes. That. Okay. Can I tell you a funny hydration story? You're gonna laugh at me. Uh oh. Like these past two weeks, okay. Mm-hmm. I anytime I wore a dark pair of pants, okay. Okay. So like if I wear jeans or if I right, wear right. a black pair of pants or like a dark pair of khakis or slacks or chinos or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Even black sweatpants. Yeah. I would get home after the day, and I'd look down, and like on my lap almost, okay, uh-huh. there was like some little white fuzzy things. Huh. And I was like, what is, is this? I didn't, re- I didn't realize what was going on, okay? I thought, I've had, I have a belt, like I call it the lucky belt. Yeah, I have a, a, oh, you a, thought it was like an older belt like just a, wearing away? Like I thought it was an old school belt. You know how we all have those comfortable belts oh, yeah. that we like and think that was kind of mm-hmm. just deteriorating and wear, wearing away. But then, like I said, I wore sweatpants one day, and it still happened, and I was like, I'm not wearing the belt. What's going on here? I finally figured it out a few days ago, Arthur Motes. It's because my skin was so dry, it was like wow. it was like dandruff from my chest wow. and belly. I was so ashy, Arthur Motes. That my, <laughs> what? That, I, that like on my black pants, you could see the the, 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 the flakes yeah. from my chest and my uh. belly. And my wife was like, you got to get some lotion, dude. What are you? So I had like a week-long investigation to only to figure out that it was just because my skin was dry. So yes, Arthur Motes, <laughs> the sunshine, the hydration Jesus. is greatly welcome. Well, I am really, really happy to hear that you are hydrated. <laughs> Today. It's a little bit of honesty for the audience. Wow. Out there to get us going. I, I, didn't, I didn't know where we were going with the hydration. I mean, like, I'm like, oh, hydration, you probably gonna be cramping up or dehydrated, something along that. No. I love it. My skin was ashy. Listen, listen. Anybody that knows me knows I love surprises. So that story right there was an amazing surprise and it definitely got me going. But more importantly, <laughs> If you're a part of Steeler Nation, we also had an even bigger surprise that took place over the weekend, man. Um, in terms of Tyson Alu-Alu yeah. having a change of heart, right? Saying that, hey, instead of me 
going to Jacksonville where he initially agreed in principle, which was key. We talked about this before the free agency period started. We, Agreeing, we cited examples of how this yes, has happened in the past. Yes, it, it, numerous examples, even from a person on this microphone who was in similar mm-hmm. scenarios. But, yes, Tyson had a change of heart and ultimately decided to come back to Pittsburgh on a two-year deal. And that was a great surprise because we talked about the impact of Tyson at nauseum at times last year, especially early on when he was healthy, just his impact in the run game, tackles for losses, uh, things along that nature. But then once he had left from the injury, first off, we were like, man, we saw how it really impacted us from a defensive standpoint. But then to add to that, once the season ended and we figured, okay, he is gone, now we're looking at the replacements and we're trying to figure out between Carlos Davis and Isaiah Bugs. Mm-hmm if we felt confident with either one of those guys being the quote-unquote starter. Whereas now, having Tyson back, it's a way different feeling, yeah, right? Because instead of having to worry about uh, instead of having to worry about Davis or Bugs stepping up to become that, now you have the luxury of we don't if they don't step up at the beginning of the season, Fine. it's okay. Yeah. We have our guy. If it takes them to November, December, that's okay. Trust me, if you're the coach that that's probably how you want it. I mean, if, if those guys come in and they beat Tyson out early, great. But you want to be able to have that type yes. of depth. Yes. And, and by bringing Tyson back, by him changing his mind and coming back, that takes a, a position that was going to ultimately become a, a, a concern. And now it, 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 it yeah. looks more like the strength a little bit when you yeah. look at the depth behind Tyson now. So I definitely like that a lot, man. But what say you? No, I, I agree with everything you just said. Um, you feel really good, I think, about those three guys running it back this season, the success that they were able to have last year, a blend there, right, of a veteran guy with two young guys. Um, hopefully that's good for competition. You and I have discussed this before. You want competition everywhere, except for a quarterback, right? right. Um, quarterback and, um, yeah, I think that's the only one. That's about it. Maybe long snapper? Head coach? I don't know. You want any competition Well, you for always the head get competition coach? for head coach, right? You're, you're like assistant coach, head coach, right? coach and waiting. And- yeah, you always got that guy. <laughs> I, 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 it's, it's the type of business you and I discussed last week, right? We said like the Kevin Colbert moves are coming, yes, and those are the smart, you know, value moves where maybe it's not a a sexy free agent name that that jumps off the screen at you. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a a B C plus type player, right? But they come in, they're cost effective. And you don't hamper yourself. You don't pigeonhole yourself to having to select certain positions in the draft. Anyone who's listened to this show, Arthur Motes, for longer than five minutes has has heard you and I discuss this. We've talked about how teams like the Houston Texans and the Seattle Seahawks and the Cincinnati Bengals, it's like they draft offensive linemen every single year because they reach for them because they have to. The Steelers Mm -hmm. never want to be in that position. They want to be in the type of position right where they can give a little money to Dante Moncrief but they can still draft Deontay Johnson. Absolutely. That right there is That's the sweet spot. The sweet spot yes. where you can um you know, you can give some money to Mark Barron, but you can still go and draft Devin Bush. Mm-hmm. That right there is what the Steelers want to they want to have their bases covered while not being hamstrung, while not being pigeonholed, but also still having the wiggle room to go and get some of the if the Steelers come up at pick 55 Arthur Motes and there's a defensive lineman that they mm-hmm. had top 30 on their big board mm-hmm. they can still take that guy this, Absolutely. this does not stop them from doing that but it does not hamper them it does not force them it does not tie them to having to take a defensive lineman as well too it's good business it's smart business it's the type of business that you and I talked about um was coming for for Kevin Colbert and the Steelers. And when you could do that type of business, 
while retaining a guy who's already familiar with and had success with what you're doing, I think that's a win-win. Without a doubt, like you said, man, on, on multiple things you stated right there, we're right on on par with what you're trying to what we're trying to do here in Steeler Nation in terms of that flexibility to continue to build this roster, right? Every year you have to rinse and repeat, right? You have to say, okay, that last year's roster is over. It's not going to be identical. So what can we do to either keep it on par or improve it? And this right here, by your by them being able to retain Tyson, you solidify one spot. And then, like you said, with that freedom they're going to have come draft time, now they have a lot more flexibility, and it didn't break the bank. Yes. Right? Because that was the other That's thing we talked about. Yep. We said, man, yes, we know that the alternative is you could go out here and get a more marquee name and do one of these voidable year deals, but we know that's just kicking the can down the line, and we saw how that you know, came and bit, uh, bit us in the butt this year a little bit. So it was good to see them be able to address this need, yes. solidify this need with a very good player, but at the same time be very cost-efficient, knowing that, hey, in a year from now we might want to go in a different direction. Sure. In a year from now, Bugs or Davis might show that they're ready to be the guy. So now we have that luxury, we have that flexibility, yep. and you weren't handcuffed. And like you said, when you talk about the continuity element, with it still being pandemic-ish, right? Because it's not full-on pandemic in the in the context of how it was a year ago where it was zero OTA, zero training camp. But we know since it's still pandemic-ish, you could have some of those things pop up during OTAs where, all right, y'all might have to have, you know, practices stopped and things like that, or this guy can't come to the facility. Right. At least with Tyson – you have the continuity and the familiarity. So if he isn't available for whatever the reason may be, you're not going to have to deal with him being behind the curve Correct. because he's learning a new scheme. He's having to learn a new culture and things like that. So just across the board, I think this is just a good you know, pickup and a good decision by Tyson as well. I agree. I agree. You know what I, I did find funny, though, Arthur Motes? Uh -oh. We always got to laugh about this kind hey of thing. Now. And I feel like we preface this a lot when we say, it's fans being fans. Okay, oh, this always. is not this is not an exclusive to Steelers. All right, so don't think I'm taking a shot at Steelers Nation here. This is you could insert any fan base here, and they would do the same exact yes. thing. But did you find it funny <laughs> when this news broke? The same people, you know, a week before when mm -hmm. when when the news when the news came out that Tyson was going to go back to Jacksonville, the same people who were going, ah, ah, it's not that big of a deal. He's getting older. He only plays 50% of the snaps. It's, it's only, not that big of a it's deal. It's only 50% of the snaps. It's only, <laughs> it's only 50%. Well, if you want to be tactical, it's only like 49% of the snaps, I mean, that, actually. I mean, he's a starter only by only by paper. That's it. He's not really start. He's not playing starter snaps. That's all I can hear. Those same people a week later, LOL, Jacksonville, let's go right. Tyson's back. Like... <laughs> I did think that that was hilarious. I did. But, again, that's that's yes, fans dude. being fans. Yes. That happens everywhere. That's why we love it. That's why they call you fans, right? Short for fanatics. Yes, indeed. I did, though, have to ask you, Arthur Motes, did you ever pull a Tyson Alu-Alu where, you know, you agreed to something verbally, but mm -hmm. it wasn't officially official, and then you changed your mind? Because no, I, I told you. Well, that's true. You kind of <laughs> the only difference was when I agreed on mine, we didn't leak it. Like, when he agreed that it went out publicly. Right. Think about the numbers. It would have probably been similar. He did a two for six. Mine was going to be three for in that six, seven, eight range, right? Right, right. Yeah, we had already agreed on it. It was just we kept it to ourselves. <laughs> I, I literally told my wife because she was at the table when, when we had the call. Sure. My agent, Drew, at the time, sure. and then uh, my parents. There was only people that knew. Nobody else knew. So that was Saturday. <laughs> Sunday hits. And then Monday I come in here. 
Well, not in here. I go to the south side, talk to coach, make the decision because my flight was going to be Tuesday morning. So, yeah. <laughs> and that's ultimately what happened. We make the announcement Monday. But, yeah, it was the exact same thing. The difference was, like I said, for Tyson, it was just like it went out there publicly. And that's why I said for him, this is, this is exactly why I said I think I, – I didn't say I think I said he did make the right decision because in those scenarios, it is very difficult. It is difficult because you know, number one, you're giving your word, right? Sure. And, and you feel like – Bad because like this team invested in me. This team wanted me, and, and then they this crossed team, that right? Off they their made board. they already yeah. made the the necessary moves. So they stopped following. talking to other right. people that they could have. So that was like the hardest part for me, and I was like for Tyson. I was like I probably think it w- it's a lot harder because of it being so much longer. Mine was sure. we're talking two days. Now with with Tyson it was ten days. You know, so you could just see in terms of the. For Atlanta, they could say, okay, well, two days, it still it sucked, but, you know, we had enough time to go ahead and make some other moves, which they did right afterwards, and it was fine. Jacksonville, you got to think, Jacksonville's been sitting on this thing for a, a little over a week now, and they're like, we got this guy, we're good. We're, we're looking at other spots now, and not only looking at other spots, negotiating money based on what you have available because of that. Sure. So you could just see, for him, it probably was like, dang, that even sucks even more so, but once you make the phone call and it gets over, it's like the best feeling ever. Because you're like, all right, I got that off my chest. We're good. I'm not the bad guy. All right, I did what I'm supposed to do. All right. And now you could just go on and be happy mm-hmm. because the worst thing that could happen for Tyson and even me in this scenario is because you initially gave your word, you say, okay, even though I know my heart has changed and I want to be here, I'm still going to do this because I verbally committed, even sure. though my heart isn't in it. Sure. And what happens is you go down there, you hate every second of it. You're miserable the whole time. And you're still not getting right. what Jacksonville exactly. was, thought they were getting. Exactly. And I can tell you from firsthand experience, that was me when I went to Arizona. Yeah. It was like you, you verbally commit. You go out there and you're like, bro, I don't want to be here. But then you just do it because, well, hey, I, I gave my word to right. it. So you don't get – it's not even – you're not even honoring the contract. Your heart's not in right. it the same way. Exactly. Yeah. But mentally you're thinking you're honoring it, right? That's the funny part. <laughs> right. You're like, yeah, I'm going to honor my I'm contract. My word. But you're like, you're not honoring your contract when you watch how you're playing right now. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> but but that's why I do say, man, ultimately that Tyson made the right decision. Yeah. Because if he truly felt in his heart that he wanted to come back, even though he already committed, man, do what's in your heart. You got to do what's in your heart. Do what's gonna make you happy, man. I think that's well said, particularly when you hear that you know his kids and his his family were yeah. kind of wanting to stay as well. So I got to give you my Tyson Alualu story. Oh, oh, oh! I'm and ready I, for this one. Let's go. I'm gonna lay this out for you, and then you can be the judge, the jury, and the executioner. All right? You could tell me if I was okay, you know, if I'm I ready was wrong, it. if I need to still apologize to I'm my friend. I'm a tough friend. judge too. All right. Here's what happened, Arthur Motes. Uh, we're gonna flash back to this would have been '97. All right, 1997. I was in second grade. And Pokemon was life. Mm. I mean, you remember those days. Pokemon, uh, holographics. What are you talking about? The cards and the Game you Boy when game. The mo- you remember when the movie dropped? Life. What? Come on, man. The TV series that's, that's as Mew, well, too. And this is Mew. Ash, two. What? Ash Ketchum all. I mean, what, Come a last, on, man. what a last name, by the Come way, on, too. Come on, man. I mean, it's a great last name. So just harken back to that time, you know, what, about 24, 25 years ago when Pokemon was life, mm-hmm. when we were kids. I like and, how you say when as if it was past tense. I still call well, my son true. Pikachu Pokemon right now. Pokemon is life Like, what still. are we talking about? Pokemon cards were life. I'm in second grade. Arthur Motes, you probably remember this. Everybody, like, you had your own little binder yes. where you'd bring your Pokemon yes. cards to school every day. You had to. You had to. That's a flex. Because like it, <laughs> that's such a flex. Because oh, during God. its snack time, during it, you know, this was before the days of it. It was like the, it was like Instagram. It was like 1997 <laughs> Instagram. Show off your Pokemon cards at recess and at snack time. <laughs> we stayed. <laughs> so second grade, Arthur Motes. The one day that I don't take my Pokemon cards to school because 
we went on a field trip to the mm-hmm. Carnegie Science Center, right? So it's like, okay, no one's bringing their normal. Right. We're going on a field trip. You don't have to bring a lunch because we're going to eat down there. You don't bring your Pokemon cards because you're hopping on the bus to go downtown as soon as you get to school anyways. On the way back from the field trip Uh-oh. from the Science Center, Uh-oh. me and my friend Ben. Shout out to Ben. Shout out to Ben. Ben, if you're out there listening right now and this is still PTSD, I do apologize. I haven't talked to Ben for a while. On the bus ride home, Arthur Motes, we agreed. Neither of us had our cards, right? Mm-hmm. But we agreed to a Pokemon card trade in principle. Oh! All right? Yo, wild. Ben's going to trade <laughs> you me. Wild. Ben's going to trade me Pokemon card ABC. Uh. I'm going to give him X, Y, and Z. All right? And we agreed to it. We shook hands. I think. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Do you shake hands when you're seven years old? We of agreed, course you shake we hands. We agreed to it, all right? When we were seven years old. I go home that night, Arthur Motes. We get off the bus. Uh, ben lived like a few streets. Like, he didn't live like on my street, but he lived in the same general neighborhood, all right? So we get. I get off the bus. We go our separate ways. I go home. I think about it. I don't want to do it. I get back on the bus the next day, and I tell Ben the deal's off. Uh-oh. And it was, you know, it was all the drama, Arthur Uh-oh. Motes. Everybody was chiming in. Is Wes right? Is Ben right? Is Wes wrong here? I mean, we had to have court on the bus with all my buddies, Phil and Ryan and Jonathan. So I ask you, Arthur Motes. <laughs> That's funny. You know what's funny is <laughs> I have a cousin. Oh, I, I have how a did cousin, it end though? How, did, did, it ended. I didn't. I ended up not. I ended up not doing it. I, said, I was gonna, I said, so. So check this out. Right. I said you could beat me up if you want. I'm not giving you the car. I don't that think you could beat me up. I was a pretty tough guy. No lie though. I had a similar story just like that, but we never made it off the bus. <laughs> we made the deal in the back of the bus. By the time we got to the front of the bus, we started fighting because he won't go give me the car. <laughs> Man, we fought in that thing like cats and dogs. Funny thing is, both <laughs> our parents were like brothers growing up. So, yeah, right. it was like the aqua moment of, oh, that's your say. He hit my oh, side of it. All right, all right. Well, come on over here anyways. Yeah, <laughs> oh, man. That's funny. I consulted. Uh, I have a cousin, Kate, who is a lawyer, and I consulted with her like two days ago when yeah. I was thinking about this. And she said, I'm good. She said, listen, as long as the ink's not on the paper, You're good. your verbal agreement, handshake, whatever, hey. doesn't matter. He can call you, you know, a liar, yes. but he that, that's it. He can call you names, but that's it. So so shout out to Tyson for understanding the legal system. <laughs> shout out to Tyson for understanding how contractual agreements work and him making sure that he honors the correct contract. And that's all we care about right now. So I'm extremely happy about it. <laughs> but yeah, that's but that's another reason though, right? And obviously we make light of it. And this is from the player's perspective and how it benefits us sure. in this from this standpoint. But this is a lot of the things that the players fuss about from a contract standpoint when it's the other end, right? In terms of the flexibility for organizations yep. to be able to do certain things with you know how they word guarantee versus when it becomes a guarantee sure. and how it becomes a guarantee and things like that. So this is like I said, man, one of the ones where it benefited us. But as a whole, man, overall, I just really like this move for Tyson. I think that him coming back, too. he played some of his best ball of his career these past two years being here in Pittsburgh. Think about that. I mean, we know what he was able to do in Jacksonville early on, but Jacksonville is not the same Jacksonville that he left. Like even from a tie standpoint, because I was like, okay. If this was me and I had the opportunity to go back to Buffalo, if I played there for eight years, and I only played in Buffalo for four, he played in Jacksonville for like seven or eight. Right. Drastically different. That's the team that drafted him. So I'm like, all right, would I have went back to Buffalo that last time instead of going to AZ? And I said, I probably wouldn't have if it wasn't like something that I just absolutely like the money and everything made sense because 
regime wise total change. It was two it was two GMs removed from my GMs that were and I said that plural because I had two GMs when I was there. Right. It's four head coaches removed from when I was there. So I was like, and I don't know. This even, might sound shocking to right. Steelers fans, but this is how it goes <laughs> in a lot is, of other yeah. organizations. I, I said literally we had two different GMs while I was there and they they're on their third one since then. Yeah. And same with head coaches. We had two different head coaches and now they're on their fourth head coach since that time frame. So I wouldn't even have any of those same ties right. To the organization now, fan base, yes, logo, sure, but the in the, terms of, of the familiarity, like yeah, I don't. Yeah. It wouldn't be the same. And when I looked at Tyson, I said, Tyson had Jack Del Rio, he had uh, uh, Doug Marone for one year, yep. he had Malarkey for a couple of years <laughs> yeah. in there as well. I said they Probably switched, three they switched GMs in there, so yep. I'm like. And, and that doesn't even count for the guys that's there now. Remember, it's Urban Meyer and a whole new yeah, crew forget now. Forget his defensive coordinator. Right. Forget his position coach. Like, yeah. So for me, when I thought of that, yeah, the that, more I looked the at it. head I, chef <laughs> in the cafeteria has probably changed in Jacksonville. Seriously, man. Well, in Buffalo, it definitely, yeah. It, it changed like three times. So when I thought of that, I'm like, if you're Tyson and the money was the appealing part and just the initial, all right, I get the money, I get to go back to where it all started. Cool. But then when you think about it, you're like, I think I'm rather kick it here because this makes a lot more yeah. sense, especially no, absolutely. if the money is going to be there anyways, and you know the difference in continuity. I mean, like, think me and Tyson can both attest to this. We have multiple head coaches during our time frame, but during that same time frame of us having multiple coaches, Coach Tomlin has still been the head coach before we got here. For me, after I've gotten here and right. left, for Tyson is saying he left and came back, like, that continuity that's is a continuity, real thing. man. It's and, a real and, thing. Players love that. We are creatures of habit. We want to get in a system where we feel comfortable and we can just thrive and grow. We don't. It's not like the NBA where we want a whole bunch of one-year deals. Right. We. we that's not what we're looking for. We want the security. We want to be able to say, okay, this is where we're going to be. This is where we're going to grow. We're going to build yeah, something. You don't here. want to be Ryan Fitzpatrick. Not, not I at mean, all. As much as we love Ryan Fitzpatrick, yeah, he, he, nobody he, wants to play for eight different teams. Not, not at all. And, and trust me, he would say the same thing. If he could have found somewhere where they would lock him in and believe in, he could live up to that. Because in Buffalo, they tried it, but obviously it was a little shaky as it progressed. Right. You know, if he could get that, though, I'm sure he would want that as well. Heck yeah. But it's just one of those things, man. You just take the cards that you dealt and you make the best of it. <sighs> but, man. It is. It is. It's. It's. It's, a, it's, a, it's an intriguing scenario for sure. I. I. I did want to get your opinion on this too because, uh, you like I have lived in a few different places in this in mm-hmm. this country. Uh, from Virginia, Buffalo, Pittsburgh, Arizona. I'm familiar with Jacksonville as well, Duval County. My best friend lives down there. I've been down there numerous times. If you wanted to bring that in, so now, this I would got be good you. for you. Yes. One thing that I was laughing at, Arthur Motes, and it. It pertains to this conversation, oh, don't but it's, tell me they it's said that. also like one of my funny take things. That like, you know, I, we all do. Anybody who does this for a living, just anybody really in general who has opinions, you have certain things that just make you laugh, certain things yes. that you believe in that aren't maybe worth your time or energy. Very true. Arthur Motes, to me, one of those things is arguing about where's a better place to live. Now, don't get me wrong. I love Pittsburgh, okay? This is where I'm from. I love to live here. I, my wife's from Philadelphia. We bicker back and forth all the time about what's, yeah. what place is the better place to live, okay? But we don't actually really – it's not a real fighting conversation. Yeah. When Tom Pelissero broke this Tyson Alu news a few days ago, Arthur Motes, there was a bunch of fights that broke out between Pittsburgh and Jacksonville because, <laughs> remember, Tom Pelissero said – uh, Tyson Alualu just recently built his dream home in Pittsburgh, and you know uh, his family and kids convinced yeah. him to stay. A lot of people from Jacksonville were saying, "Well, who builds their dream home in Pittsburgh?" And a lot of people from Pittsburgh were saying, "Oh, well, Jacksonville, you're not Miami, you're not Tampa Bay, you're not Arthur Motes." Again, 
I love it here in Pittsburgh. I think it's the best place to grow up. I think it's the best place to live. Right, right. But Mozi, my take on this, right? Here's where I'm going with all this. There's only like a dozen places in the United States that it's actually worth bragging about. Like, oh, where I live is so much better than where you live. Most of them are in Southern Florida and in California. <laughs> and if you're on Twitter arguing about it, you probably don't have the money to live in those places in the first place. Like, if you're in San Diego, Arthur Motes, you could tell me how great it is to live there. I'm sure. If you live in the Florida Keys, you could tell me how great it is to live there. I'm probably not going to lie with you. But when I see people from Cincinnati and Cleveland, like, oh, no, Cleveland's so much better. No, Cincinnati's so much better to live. Yeah, yeah. I just, I just laugh. I always think that that is just nonsense fodder. For, for me, man... I always look at it like it's personal preference. Right. I personally don't want to live in California because I like Four Seasons. I can live in Florida. I don't want to live in Florida. I like Four Seasons. And I hate hurricanes. <laughs> Growing up in Virginia, we had hurricanes, tropical, thorn, uh, tropical storms. I hate them. I Ooh. hate dealing with them. You deal with those a lot in Florida. I don't like, I don't like alligators. I either. don't like the heat that you deal with in Texas. I don't want to live oh, there. Hard pass. Earthquakes in the traffic in L.A., not to mention how expensive it is. That's why I don't really like it. I'm mm-hmm. cool on Cali. So that's why I'm like, it's all personal preference. It is. But it, I do think it's funny that when we start trying to break down locations, like, this geographically is better than this <laughs> one. Why? Because it has water? Is that what makes it better, water in a warm temperature? Well, what if you, you know, you're a, a person that sweats a lot? I sweat a ton. That's why I hate the heat. Yep. <laughs> so yep. like, who, how, would, how do we you know the, go about making that, you know? <laughs> you know the one place I've been, though, that would make me sacrifice my love for the Four Seasons Uh-oh. as well? What you got? I mean, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd live in Hawaii in a heartbeat. Hawaii? Well, see, I'll I know you know. Gotta, I know yeah. you got to get there. I, 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 this I look is forward like to experiencing salt. it, man. This is like rubbing salt yeah. in your canceled quarantine vacation yes. wound. Yes, I, I look forward to one day Here's what we need to do. When being you, able to test the waters when you over one, there. When you in these next couple years, when you and the yeah. family finally get to Hawaii— then we need to revisit this yes. conversation. <laughs> I, I, I truly want to, man. Because, like, I've been to some beautiful places. And, and me and my wife, we all – because she gives me your vibe, right, of if it's a place that she loves, she's like, hey, babe, we could – we could, you know, I'm cool with – we can make this work. But for me, I'm just like, I'm good. I like to visit this way. I don't want to live yeah. here forever. Yeah. And, and it's something for me, like, I think I'm just too set in my ways. Like, I'm very I set in my love, ways. I yes. love, like, my East Coast vibes. I love the way East Coast houses are built. I love the way the cities are. Mm-hmm. I love the way the, the grass is. Like, seriously, <laughs> yeah. whereas, like, I thought about Mexico. I'm like, I love Mexico. It's one of my favorite places to visit. Like, I just love their culture, the mm-hmm. music, the food, mm-hmm. the dancing. But I hate the style of houses they have. Like, the, I, I'm so serious. <laughs> no, you're, and it's similar when I'm in California. Like same when you're in Florida yes. or California, yeah. It's like, I look at the house. I'm like, I love some of the elements of Cali, but I was like, I hate how the houses look unless you're building a, a $700 million house where it's like, I can get that same house in Pittsburgh for $2 million. I'd be fine. Like, I don't need to go out there for that. I can visit that. I don't even fly first class there. Back my dog can fly first class. Hey, Wes, you can fly first class for all that. But I don't want to live out there for that. Cause in the house, like, it's like, that's my thing. It's personal preference, man. It, it, it all is. And yeah. I just, but that's just one of those conversations like, I feel like every time, you know, when, when the Steelers or the Eagles play or every time the, you know, the Penguins and the Flyers play, it's always like, Philly versus Pittsburgh, well, what city's better Pittsburgh's, to live in? Pittsburgh's cleaner and Pittsburgh's got nicer people and not as much traffic. And then Philly's like, all right, well, look at our culture, look at our arts, look we, at our food We got scene. better restaurants. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's all preference. And I firmly believe, believe, I don't care if you live in San Diego or if you live in middle of nowhere Wyoming. Yeah. It's what you it's 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 what you make them. No question. If you got if you've got friends, if you've got a good community, anywhere can be I know a great place to live. People that live in North Dakota 
yeah. that are multimillionaires. They love it, And probably. they are like, bro, I will never live. I, I want to live here. This is the best place you know, to live ever. You know my guy, John, yes. you know my guy, John Mayer, yes. sold his house in L.A. and New York City and built a, a house in Montana. Lives Dude, in Montana now. <laughs> Kiesel lives on a ranch. So like, like, what, another one, oh, Mel Blunt, he lives on a farm. What yep. the? Think about that. Vance McDonald Come lives on, in man. Vance McDonald yes. retired to the middle of nowhere Latrobe. Right, like who was the living Latrobe? Like exactly. It's all personal it's preference, man. It's what you make of it. No question. I just wanted look. to get your take on that. You know I love when you get me worked up like that, man. <laughs> <laughs> but coming back, man, we got to talk about uh the potential of a 17 game schedule Ooh. becoming a reality. Could be happening today or tomorrow, but either way, we're going to find out when we come back from the break. This is Moses and Eula on SNR.